You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. John is with us in Cincinnati. Hey, John, how are you? Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Um, this call is more about an opportunity and with the real estate market. So uh, my situation is um, I'm a pastor here in Cincinnati. Um, I've got about four or five more years till my wife and I retire. Um, right now, our net worth is probably about 1.5. Um, we own you. our house. We thank you. We own our house in Cincinnati. Um, its market value is about 500. Um, our only debt is our second home in Florida, and we built the home two years ago for 260. And um, our realtor, the realtors down there. I mean, obviously the market's very, very hot, and the current market value of that host right now is about 450,000. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting cash offers, you know, um, and it's only a 1400 square foot house. Um, I think our long-term plan is when we do retire, we want to move to Florida, get something a little bit bigger to, for our family. But I'm uh, at the point right now where I'm just kind of like uh, trying to discern, you know, should I be selling my house, maybe take that money, pay off, obviously the mortgage paid off and put that money more towards investments and, you know, see what the market correction does. Um, it's just, you know, when it, when the house was worth 350, I was like tempted and then it went up to 400 and now it's up to 450. So just looking for some guidance about what would be the best thing for us to do, especially looking at retirement in four years. Is this property like beach property? No, actually, it is in um, it's in Southwest Florida, and and they have put in some obviously some nice developments. It's a resort property, mm-hmm. but it's uh, single family houses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, several well, resort the centers. Thing. The most okay. volatile type of real estate is resort property, beach, mountain, resort, whatever. In other mm-hmm. words, it goes up super fast and down super fast, much more so than traditional housing does. Does that make okay. sense? Like, yeah. I, like I've got a lake house, and mm-hmm. right now there's a sh- there's just absolutely no property for sale on that lake, and people will just give you anything. It's it's just yes. because. It, but you know, like uh, in 2008, you couldn't give away a house down there. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just you, it, it, the market just disappears because resort property is luxury money. It's toys. Mm-hmm. And the first thing people quit buying when times get hard is toys. And the yes. thing they overspend on when things are prosperous is toys. And so mm-hmm. it just shoots way up and way down is what it does. So I think you're riding the curve up. It sounds like you don't want to rest in this house when you retire anyway. It's only 1400 right. and you want something bigger. Yeah. yeah I'm, cash- I'm cashing out then. Okay. On that yeah, the only flip side to the whole thing was, you know, I also sold a business. Uh, and so this year... I'm looking at, um, you know, looking at a, a payout on the business for this year of about two hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and then obviously capital gains because it's a second home in Florida. So just trying to, you know, I know there's no way we can hedge taxes, but it just seems like, you know, well, your capital gains rate will be fifteen percent on your gain. Okay, and it may not be after next year, after Biden gets done. Okay. Because they're talking about jacking it up. And, you know. Yeah, I know. I you, know. You, you rich people that have worked all your life and built <laughs> up a million and a half in a little beach house, you should be punished. And Washington's yeah. going to see to it. So uh, that that's what the word is. Now, they've not actually proposed any legislation, but they've, they're making a lot of noise about how much they're going to soak the rich. So, and you qualify, my friend. Thank God. And mm-hmm. um, uh, so anyway, I, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. Given that. 
that it's a 15% rate and it might not be next year. Given that this is volatile property and it could be peaking, it could go on up from here before it mm-hmm. peaks, um, but we don't know. Uh, given all of that, if you had $450,000 sitting in the middle of your kitchen table, plus or minus some taxes, and you didn't own this house, would you go buy it? And everything you told me says the answer is no. Yeah, absolutely. And if you we wouldn't would, go buy it buy. right now for 450 that means you should sell it for 450 doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's only, like I said, 1,400 square feet. I mean, it just, it just ballooned. Florida is crazy right now. Yeah. So and it was crazy to, down you know, just a few a years smart ago. Decision. Yeah, I mean, right after a hurricane or right after 2008, it's crazy down, and you can't, you know, you can't give stuff away down there. They have entire condominium projects just sitting like the the wind is blowing through them when times are bad. But then when times are like they are now, I mean, you, you, it's the, any old dump will sell. It's crazy. So, uh, and obviously you don't have a dump. You've obviously got a sweet little house there. So, very cool. Way to go, Pastor. Proud of you, man. You've done a great job handling your money and building wealth. I would cash out based on what you told me if I were in your shoes. And those are the reasons. So, folks, you can always do that reverse engineering thing. It's called a sunk cost analysis. If I didn't own it and instead I had that pile of money sitting in the table in front of me, on the table in front of me, would I go buy it? You can do that with a boat, looking at the boat in the driveway. I could sell it for $10,000, okay? Get $10,000 in the middle of the table. If you didn't have a boat, would you take that $10,000 off the table and go buy a boat? No, I haven't used the stupid thing in three years. Okay, then that means it's time to sell the boat, son. You know, you reverse engineer the whole thing, right? Or the other way around, you go, uh, if you know, if I didn't have a boat, would I go buy one? Yes, I'd go buy one. Our family uses it every weekend. It's, a, it's where our family loves going to the lake. And by the way, that's the Ramsey's. We love going to the lake. And so, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you would keep it then because you'd buy it again. And, uh, you know, you just have to ask yourself that question. If somebody put that much money in front of you, would you go buy that item again? You can do it with an investment you know, and what it keeps you from doing is like you bought something at, you bought a, an investment, a stock at $70 a share and it's down to 50 and you go, well, I'm going to wait on it to come back up. Although I don't really think it's going to come back up. Well, how's that logical? If you, you know, if you wouldn't buy the shares at $50 because of what you know now, then sell them at $50 and get out regardless of what you paid for them. What you paid for them is not relevant. It's what you think is going to happen in the future that's relevant. And that analysis makes you think through a future lens, a sunk cost analysis. Reverse engineer the process. Great decision-making tool. Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 